Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast about surprisingly full town halls, medical monkeys, and what might well be the sexiest stakeout of all time. I don't know if you noticed the sexual tension in there, Abby, but I certainly did. And if it was made up, I don't care, because I'm living it. Uh, There's no way to sit in the dark in a yellow Volkswagen Beetle with and have two people in them and have them not experience sexual tension. It's just how the world works. It's how they were designed. Especially when they're two people who together make the ship of all ships. The ship of all ships. The sailing a thousand seas, Jolly Roger be damned. (laughs) I am Beth Elderkin, and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I am doing most excellent. Uh, Two two episodes in a row of our beloved Wicked, Wicked Witch. Um, I love her so much. I forgot how much I missed her. Like, I knew I missed her, but then, like, every time she speaks, I'm like, yes, Selena, yes. Yeah, the thing I did notice, though, was it was clear they didn't know how to write for the actress yet because some of the dialogue is just horrendous. But it, but she's del- But she's selling it. Like, she's making it work, but it's just not the Zelina that they evolved her into. And Correct. I think a big part of that is her her interpretation of the character and how she essentially morphed it into something that worked for her, which I think is just fantastic. Like, this Zelina was um, uh, a little verbose and had a lot of monologues. By the end of it. Many monologues. Many, many, many. Um, Also, she's apparently a midwife and knows what to do about Cradle Cap. I love... Oh, God. This episode's hysterical to me. Let's just go. (laughs) Let's just go. This is season three, episode 13, Witch Hunt, uh, which is the same title in every language. It's the same in any language because witch hunt is a very... It's a common term. For bad reasons. Let's yes. not think about it. Yeah. Well, the reason why every language has witch hunt. Yeah, let's just let's surface level it and just be like, oh, that's fun. Fun. Neat. It's yeah, neat it's that neat. there's cool. cross-cultural barriers. It's probably not terrifying at all. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so we have two major storylines. We've got the present and then we've got a year ago in the Enchanted Forest. 
This is going to kind of be our uh, past and present for, I'm guessing, a good portion of this season. And I like it because it does, it's a new take on the whole flashback thing, which is a big part of Once Upon a Time. You have your A storyline, your B storyline. And, you know, by by mid-season three, by the mid part of Neverland, some of those uh, flashbacks were, were getting real stale and serving no purpose. I am looking at you, Medusa, charming in snow. But this is a past that works because it's still the Enchanted Forest, but it's the Enchanted Forest of characters that have more experience and more knowledge and are the ones that we have come to love as they are. Also, they're not just openly defying a timeline that's already been established. So excellent. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is it's a year ago, but that year is a blank. So let's fill in those blanks. But first, we are going to take a journey into modern-day Storybrooke, where we have Emma, we have Mary Margaret, we have David. They are basically picking us up right where we left off at the end of last season, where we got that Mary Margaret is soups doops pregnant. And, and I love how they, I mean, I'm going to give Mary Margaret a little bit of credit, or Jennifer Goodwin, I should say, because she holds her stomach in every scene of this episode. <laughs> And on one hand, I'm like, oh, you're just reminding us that she's pregnant when you've been trying to hide it for so long. But also, she is super duper pregnant. And um, I never got that far because I had an early delivery. But that, that by the end of it, yeah, it's, the, the thing is just a giant bowl weighing you down. It's like a cannonball in front of your body. No, I, I, t- towards the end, I did that. I would just lift it, lift my belly. And it was just a, it would take pressure off my back. So I have a feeling if she was standing a bunch, it was just her doing that out of sheer survival because she also sits a lot. So you can tell that she's, she's near the end. So if she's standing, she's holding it up so her sciatica can breathe. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did like the, the scene in the Enchanted Forest where the, where the force field comes down and then Charming goes, all right, everybody move out. And Snow just looks up. She's sitting on a bench. Yeah, right. Mm. Mm. Well, I am, yes. I am, I am, I am, oh, gosh, I'll see you from here. Mm. Yes, hello. <laughs> yes, my bow and arrow. Yes, where is it? Oh, it's just, it's too far away. It's out of reach. Darn. I'll just wait. Guys. I'll protect you, Charming. I'll protect you, Charming, from here with my bow. It's not like a melee weapon. It's long range, so I'll get it. It's fine. I'll just be here on this rock. Yeah, I mean, think about how good a stance is going to be if you have that support of sitting on a bench. Like, you know, it's it's not just two points of rest. It's Three points, because your butt is in the chair. <laughs> Snow White wins the Hunger Games by being on a bench with a bow. <laughs> bam, bam. Um, yeah, we're so basically we come back to um, kind of chaos. Charming kind of ma- makes a mention that they're not sure who's actually there. Yeah, he's just yeah, like be- we don't know, which is establishing Zelina's cover. Um, yes. By the way, have we mentioned Zelina's name or is it always just wicked? Or are we just jumping ahead of this? Uh, she she reveals her name twice in this episode, in the okay. present and in the past. Okay. And it's the same one. Yes, yeah, she, okay, okay. she announces the Zelina of it all in this episode. But they make it like a big reveal at the end. But of course, we all know it's Zelina. So like, we're fine. It's not yeah. Elphaba. Sorry, guys. They didn't they didn't go that wicked. They decided to make it a little bit more their own. But I like Zelina a lot better. I do. I I. Agreed. So basically they make this comment that there's like a lot more people came. We're not sure who they are or what's going on. Also, some of them are missing question mark. We're not like some of the dwarves are missing. 
Uh, they're just, and they're not sure what's happening, which is weird. I didn't think the dwarves split up ever. No. Yeah. Leroy mentioned something. Grumpy mentions that they had gone, some of them had gone to check the town line. And I'm like, guys, by now you very well know you do not go check the town line. And if you do, you damn well do it together. Like, do they not remember what happened to Sneezy and how he became the town pharmacist in the blink of an eye? Like, there's just all bad plans. Grumpy is such, like, and and we get it in this episode. We get the messy bitch of him, of it all with him. But that's just what he is. Like, we should go check the town line. Why? Because I need to feel a sense of drama. <laughs> I'm a little bit confused myself about how there are so many, quote unquote, new people who've come in. I get, like you said, it's designed to to bring a cover for Selena. For Z- Selena? No, it's Zelina. Selena. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, she's great. She just broke out into a, to a Selena song. That'd be fantastic. Oh, R.I.P. Anyway, but like, I remember a whole big part of season two was that Cora had, had blocked off this tiny, tiny little corner of the Enchanted Forest to be safe from the curse. And everything, it all still got like super demolished and destroyed. Like everything looked like crap. And... Then Cora murdered all of them by ripping out all their hearts, like the few survivors that were left because the ogres had like run rampant. So I don't know where all these people were. And if you discovered like a new secret kingdom, like another lost sister. I also think she wasn't bringing, not everyone came over. You know what I mean? So I think that they don't know who was all, who came back and who didn't. So there's extras, but there's not extras. Like, you know what I mean? Like some people didn't come back. Um, Yeah. It, but also, again, when they got dropped into the Enchanted Forest from uh, from the end after the pan thing, they also weren't all together. Listen, I, I don't want to toot my own horn about the job uh, career path that I've decided to take. But guys, this is why you have an emergency action plan. Um, you do rosters. You have <laughs> muster points. Uh, make sure that everyone gets together so you know who is with you and who is not with you. You can't just be like, I don't know, they're in the woods somewhere. And then you get zapped somewhere into a secondary location. Now you double don't know where everyone is. Come on, Charming. You need a health and safety person. Get it together. I mean, they established this in like kindergarten. Where is your buddy? Hold their hand. Don't let go of the hand of your buddy. Yeah. Hey, we're all going to go to a different land. Everyone meet at the apple tree. Or no, maybe not the apple tree. Uh, a different Applebee's. tree. <laughs> a different tree. <laughs> Applebee's. We'll all get dollar marks. Exactly. Woo! They're sangrias on Wednesdays. Um, so they so, also yeah. kind of backsplain the the memory potion that Hook got it from a bird with a note and was like, here, you have that. And so they think Snow sent it. I'm sure we're going to find out it wasn't Snow because I feel like that's just too convenient. And why would Snow have this in the first place? My guess is that Regina had it, but I digress. Uh, and then, oh, dwarves are missing. Neil might be missing. And they got to figure out who is responsible. But in the meantime, we've also got a young boy in town who has no idea what's going on. And everyone's super awkward around him. I I like that. Well, because he doesn't remember anybody. He thinks he's there, like, on a fun trip with his mom, just cutting yes, class. But also, this is a version <coughs> of Henry that uh, grew up with video games. Like, he didn't really have that growing up in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. He had books and he had, like, it was all very, like, cottage core situation. Like, it's just normal, like, but with the uh, added benefits of, of of everyday life. 
of re- regular everyday life. But this is this is a Henry that's memories are just of a regular teenage boy. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. He has no imagination. He's just got his his dang nose in a in a screen. And I love how off putting it is to everybody. They're just like, I just I just wish he talked. To- he won't look at anybody because he does not care. Yeah, I just wish you would just. Hey, I could take you to a library, stranger, who I've only met once. I am so weird. They're all so weird. Here's your cinnamon, stranger that I've never met. I love it. Cinnamon face. He questions every single one of them that does this. It's so funny. How did you know that? Oh, I guess I just knew. Okay. Well, I know that you like books. How did you know that? Your mom told me. Why would she tell you that? Like these are great questions, Henry. He, amazing he's a questions smart, he's a smart boy it it, it does it does like i remember back in season one when um regina was like feeling competitive with emma over henry she gave henry a video game which begs mm-hmm. the question what the supply chain issue was like in storybook where she was able to procure this but i digress but he didn't want it he showed no interest toward this game so the, I th- I feel like they're kind of doing a direct one to one of like oh he didn't like video games then he likes them now what what's happened to the heart of the truest believer it's been corrupted by technology well Beth because the absolute opposite of a true believer who loves books is an antisocial weirdo who only wants to play video games obviously Ugh. excuse me some of us are like charming we are both exactly exactly. <laughs> I, I, there's an alternate timeline in which like Henry never gets his memories back and goes on to be like a world-class Twitch streamer, like, because he's good at storytelling as he is, you know, an author of some sort. No spoilers. Well, um, hey, Jared Gilmore's a Twitch streamer, so Yes, he is. Out. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, this is just him just showing what his interests are. So, yeah, yeah and then Regina also weird. catches him too, and it's so heartbreaking. You see her face and, and, you know, Regina, like, she didn't know Emma and Henry were back in town. Like, this is just her guts fall out of her body onto the floor, but she held it together because she's a professional. She is the mayor, damn it. <laughs> I am the mayor, goddammit. I am the evil queen. Uh, yeah, that was actually, so we'll talk about it in the past, but the past stuff just did not hit for me, I think, the way that they wanted it to. But this just micro facial expression that she has when Henry looks at her like a... Just another adult that's coming to tell him weird things about him. Um, and it it destroys her. It absolutely destroys her. Um, and I get that. I don't know what I would do if my kid looked at me like I was nobody. I, I, I don't want to think about it too much. I'm going to stop thinking about it. I'm going to move yeah. on from that. Uh, but yeah, Emma has to like get Regina out of there like super quick. She's like, hey, stop being weird. You got to stop being weird. So uh, I really liked Emma in this episode. I I felt she was being very, very kind and empathetic to what Regina was feeling, which was, you know, heartbreaking. And, and I feel like Emma was being very mindful of that. There were one or two times like in the stakeout where I felt she was unintentionally a little cruel, like twisting the knife, where... Like, Regina asks, oh, does he have friends? And then she goes, like, no, no, yeah, he has got a lot of friends. No girlfriends, as far as I know. Like, like, it's a very, like, I'm his mother. This is a casual understanding of where he is in his life right now. And that's an experience Regina can't share. And so I don't think Emma did it on purpose. But if I were Regina, that would have really hurt my feelings. Yeah, I think it was probably... And 
it was probably, like you said, it's unintentional because that's just kind of how Emma, I think, talks about Henry. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Emma, I don't think anyone is processing the emotions that Regina is going through by any stretch of the imagination because we'll get into the past, but even Robin is just like, you'll have a second chance. Her son, my guy, her son. Like, it, it's a whole thing that I just don't think is being handled as well as it could be, but Lana is playing it in her face. Like, just absolute heartbreak. Um, Yeah, so basically, <laughs> Emma's just... Well, Regina takes a dig at her and she's just like, you can't just walk around flexing your superpower that doesn't really work anyway. And Emma's like, you're right. I know what we need to do. We're going to have a parks and recreation level town hall meeting. And then they do. It's the funniest. I wish they did this all the time. This is hysterical. Yes. It is Emma standing there. And first of all, just just to get out of the way, it's all going to be a ruse because they end up just like kind of pointing a finger this is the witch hunt part where they point the finger at regina and everyone's like you did this to us again and regina's all very standoffish if i did it i'd have my son and everyone's like you lie and it like granny's yelling at her uh who else is there like all of the all of like the 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 remaining uh hopper yells the dr whale yells i'm so happy to see i was so happy to see dr whale it made my heart sing um and so they, they're they all just like, it was Regina. And Emma's like, yeah, maybe it was. Like, I just want the whole episode to be this town hall meeting, but like other things on the agenda. <laughs> like, Wouldn't that be great? We talked about yes. this before. Like we had like a random city council meeting in season one where it was Regina as mayor and then members of the town council. Yes. And then it never happened again. But, you know, I love the idea of municipal government having to function. An American-style form of government has to exist in this town in order to keep it going. Because roads need to be paved. Where else are five pe- How else are five people going to safely walk down the street whenever the latest curse arrives? I, I genuinely don't know if it's just like a fixation of both you and I, but in the last season we did this too. Is it even legal to have a pop-up store here? <laughs> like, we just, all these questions about how Seattle functions, how the rules work and gentrification. We're very worried about the nuts and bolts in the world building here, guys. It's us uh, Here it's, on Once Upon a Timing, it's because that's what we worry about. It's because we care care yeah we care care a lot so yeah so during the town hall meeting they have the back and forth emma seems to hop on the regina is probably evil train pretty quickly to the point where as i was watching i'm like that's a little sus and then it turns out of course it's sus because the two of them were working in cahoots and this had to be an episode that that drove the shippers wild The two of them secretly working together, having a stakeout to get the perp, making potions together, alone time, scheming, and also talking about their shared son. It's it's a lot. It's, it's palpable. It's a lot. It's palpable. They're always in close quarters because basically what then happens is that Emma goes back and like she has this conversation with Regina be like, I think they bought it. So then... Uh, Basically, they do this little scheme where Emma is has just enough of the memory potion. Apparently, she didn't do the whole shot because she's a sucker. And she's like, yeah, I've got this much left. And Regina's like, oh, I can duplicate this. Cannot duplicate this. Gets mad and throws it against the wall. A real Kyle drywall moment for her. Uh, and <laughs> Emma's just like, well, hey, maybe we'll smoke them out by making it seem like we're on to them. 
we need to get everyone to think that we have a memory potion ready. And then that person will come and try to steal it. And then we'll do a really super sexy stakeout. Are you in? Regina's like, hell yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm sexy. Let's go sexy stakeout. And Regina knows the perfect person to tell. I love this scene, too, so much. When when she said that for a hot second, I thought she was talking about Sydney. And I was like, oh, my God, if we get Sydney back in this episode, I'm going to lose my shit because everyone is in this episode. And it's amazing. Even Red is back. But no, it's not Sydney. But it's the next best thing. It's our wonderful town crier, our unofficial <laughs> curses here yeller person, which this is, I think, the point where they start leaning into, okay, Leroy is our yelling things at people guy. He's going to announce information. I, I, all I wanted was a little scene before that of Emma saying it to Leroy quietly and being like, listen, I need you to keep this under your hat. If everyone else finds out about this, they're going to have hope. And I don't want that in case this, this fails. But that's what it is. And then just cut to smash cut to Leroy bursting into grannies. They've got a thing. And everyone turning around. I love that they're all in there. Like it's an, like they're all piled in there. There's so many people at Granny's at any given moment. Um, before this, there, a little scene happens before this, which is hysterical, uh, is that uh, Snow, Mary Margaret, does not go to the town hall meeting because she's too pregnant to get there. And so she's just sitting in the diner uh, talking to Henry, who's just, play, just playing his video game. Who's who's sharing a booth with her inexplicably. I'm guessing she probably sat down where he was sitting. Well, he's drinking a Coke, playing his games. And she's sitting there and he does not know her. I'm going to guess Emma was like, oh, well, she's going to just keep an eye on you while we're in town. And he was like, whatever, I'll just be here playing his game. And he's not listening at all. And she's just got her nose in a book about babies. And she's just like, oh my God, Cradle, Ca- Cradle Cap, have you heard of this? Their scalp gets all yellow and scaly. And oh my God, it's terrible. And Henry's like, oh yeah, crazy. Do, 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 do. Like, she's just going on about something even most moms don't want to talk to each other about. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like we're, just we're wait good. till she starts reading about thrush. Oh, God. Just, you know what? The answer to that, if you're into the homeopathic method, just put bre- breast milk on it. They got the flu? Put breast milk on them. They got cr- cradle cap? Put breast milk on it. Like, that's the answer everywhere. They got a they got a uh, belly button thing? Breast milk. Did did yours have cradle cap? Uh, He had it, like, a little bit. Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, it wasn't enveloping his head, but it was, like, it would just show up in little spurts. And so we had, like, a, there was a shampoo that we used and a little brush that made it kind of Yeah, yeah, we just had the little brush, brushy yeah. brush. He, had, I, he just had flaky, flaky, flakies. I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around, like, a lot of the breast milk answers, but I was like, I kind of want to try, but I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> just, just squeezing <laughs> Like it's just like well, I would have put fountain. it in a bowl. I would have I would have pumped it out or something. But it, there is something cool about thinking that you're magically hello. I've summoned him. I summoned him. You heard me talking about milk. He's getting uh, so big. He's humongous. I'll have to send you a picture of him. He's all arms and legs. He's. His torso is not keeping up with his... He's going to be tall. He's going to be a tall boy. Oh. Um, so anyway, we'll get off the breast milk conversation. Um, <laughs> so, so, Why not? So 
Snow is just like, oh, Henry, you're not completely enthralled by my conversation about baby things, which, again, hysterical to me that she has a full-grown child. Like, she birthed a child. It is now alive. And she's just like, I know nothing about babies. I, I don't know why. It's just funny to me. I mean, so I he- find it funny because it just kind of makes you think about what the healthcare, women's care setup was like in the Enchanted Forest. Well, she's also, yeah, could you imagine you get cradle cap, she runs to rumple, what's happening? So yeah, so Snow basically like then engages Henry in conversation and is like, hey, you know, there's like a library here. It's in a clock tower. He's like, that's amazing. I'll go get my coat or he says something. And, but he never takes his face out of the game. I feel like this is a very like boomer thing of just be like, he's a kid with a video game. Woo. Yeah, I, 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 I'm actually I'm happy that Snow is going to be going to the library because I feel like she needs more books than what was it? New American Baby or New something. American Baby. There's got to be a lot of misinformation in New American Baby. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That It's either really outdated, like it's shit from like the 80s. Um, where it's just wild, wild free for all when it came to childcare, or it's like new age and it's the put breast milk on every part of the baby's body to heal all their wounds and also maybe delay the vaccines. Don't delay the vaccines. Do the schedule, guys. It's there for a reason. Also, don't do that because if you miss them, which I did for his five-year-old ones, mostly because I just lost track of time, the nurse, the school nurse will call you because you can't go to public school unless you have vaccinations. It's a thing. And she called and she sounded so scared to talk to me. She's like, hello, I noticed that he's not up to date on his vaccine. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, but How long do I have until I can get them? I'll get him in the doctor meeting. She's like, oh, okay, great. Like the moment she knew I wasn't going to fight her and threaten her with the U.S. government, uh, she was much happier. Anyway. Uh, She said, like, Henry goes off to the library, uh, and then we get Zelina interacting with uh, Snow, because guess what? Surprise! Zelina's in Storybrooke, just chilling, and no one seems to notice anything's weird. With the woman with a giant green brooch this half the size of her neck she i so i love this conversation because she's just like so it's like oh well who are you and she's like oh nobody no one knows me i'm like everything about zelina the way she dresses the way she talks the way she walks the way everything about her has main character energy the fact that no one looks at her blows my mind she just exists to be looked at she is that person. So she's like, no, right, it's blending like, with the crowd. Lies. When 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 Grumpy comes in and tells everybody the the lie about the queen having the potion, Zelina super suspiciously just immediately yeets out of the room. Yeah. And nobody bats an eye. I'm like, no, this woman draws attention. Yeah. Yeah. So she has this whole conversation with Snow being like, oh, this is <laughs> this isn't my first curse, but this is my first storybook trip crazy uh i'm a midwife cradle crab super normal uh and um i'm great at these things it's just like oh my god could you help me i want you to be like by my side forever like it's gonna be amazing because this is the answer to your question beth this is why she doesn't know anything about babies from her first one because she was royalty she was never going to see that child she was going to have the baby have her bonding moment with the baby charming was gonna have his bonding moment and then straight to the nanny uh, it just, someone else does those things. And that's not because Snow is lazy or didn't want to take care of babies. I think that that was probably just 
much like having babies and royalty now, just how it is. You don't have time. You got to sign declarations and do ribbon cuttings. You don't have time to be swaddling babies. She's a working mom. Yeah. She's a working mom. She's working as royalty. She's saving the kingdom. She's shooting bows and arrows. She has a She's full staff. She's got stuff to do. She has a full She's sending staff. the baby to daycare. So she does not have that uh, in Storybrook. I don't think that they have a daycare center facility at all. So she has to learn all this stuff about how to interact with a child. Anyway, so she's basically saying that, you know, Zelina, like, please, please. At no point is money discussed because, by the way, you should be paying these people, <laughs> guys. And so it's like... I love the way she says this. They didn't even need the music for this to sound creepy as hell. Oh, delivering and sitting side, delivering the baby and sitting side by side with Snow White. What could be a better dream? And you're just like, what? She, she, it's supposed, I guess, to snow sound endearing, but it just sounds super sketch. It does. It sounds so sketchy. <laughs> and... I I feel like Snow is jumping way too quick into you are now by my side for all eternity. We're equal partners in taking care of this baby because she had a Google fact about Cradle Cap, which for the record is on the fandom wiki, which I just love. Listen, I think someone was probably like, this isn't a real thing. And they're like, untrue. Here is 15 essays about it. Amazing. It's it's side by side with the uh, the detailed restaurant menu from last week. <laughs> you have an entire an entire um just scientific journal about cradle research about cradle cap. They they don't have that, but it would have been really that would been if hysterical. Um, yeah, so they so they yeah. do yeah they do the stakeout. They have their their sweet bonding moment about about Henry, and they do notice somebody has snuck into the building in a hoodie. <laughs> Zelina in her little hoodie sweatshirt. <laughs> very, very Marvel uh, stakeout. Like, very Marvel trying to blend in. Like, she just needed, like, a nondescript baseball cap and aviators. Like, no one will notice me now. And 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 they mention the blood magic thing. The blood magic is a big, big plot point in this episode. And I remember, Abby, last week I mentioned the, like, the potion thing mm-hmm. with the blood putting in it. I think... The intention was we were supposed to assume that Zelina was using that potion to get places, but they never said it, which is very rare for Once Upon a Time to make us fill in the pieces and be smart. Normally, they assume we're really not smart and then we don't do it. Uh, But I don't feel like that was actually true or made sense because Zelina was already in the castle. I think it... No, so the way that I, I put this together in my brain was that the blood magic was they're just related. Well, it is. That's exactly what it okay. is. But I think okay. they were, I think it was a red herring. Oh. Blood okay. red herring, as you will. Hey. But they didn't, they didn't call back to it. So I think that's probably why the show mourners were like, well, I thought we explained it, but we didn't. I think they just like, we were supposed to assume that Zelina had made this blood magic that could get past the barriers I just think they forgot to use it in this episode. They forgot to call back to it. So then it was just, you know. But the reveal, like, I don't think it matters, to be perfectly I, honest. I just found it very funny. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So all while all this is happening, we've got flying monkey stuff. Oh, the flying monkey stuff is. So and, little, little John 
every time they say Little John, I just, yeah, yeah, like every single time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is just the elder millennial in me is just like, woo, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lil John. back at the club in 2010. Oh, God. Does Lil John also have the boots with the fur? Um, so, <laughs> cracking myself up. Lil John gets uh, abducted uh, and is taken. And then when they find him, he has this ghastly wound on him, like a bite. So they take him to the doctor's. Or they take him to the hospital, uh, Storybrook uh, MD. They got to get their little Grey's Anatomy scene in there. I love you know, this Grey's Anatomy. 10 cc's of this, 50 cc's of they, that. You know what? They give names to stuff. This is hysterical. Like, they do the whole thing. Dr. Whale's there. He's all very excited. And then it's just like, let's go. And all of a sudden, Lil John starts growing a tail. Uh, and just, it's crazy. They do, like, the tail and then they show him kind of like seizing and like going a little feral. And then they cut away to everybody's shocked face and then cut back to a flying monkey. I, the flying monkey again, just in full fluorescent light, not a great effect. Like the light should have like, I don't know, gone out or something because they needed to hide the rendering of this because it's so bad. The face doesn't fit the head it's so yeah, the rendering is terrible and they didn't have the budget to actually show him transitioning and can you imagine if they had tried to do a cgi little john into monkey transition oh it would no, have been it, amazing it would have been full like 80s teen wolf where it's just like this like slow claymation and you're like oh, it's terrible um i would just like to also point out that and i mentioned this in the last episode i don't know what's happening with charming but like the best he's ever looked like he like gets yeah. thrown against the wall and his hair like full like main character in a teen film hair just like is big quaffed he looks fantastic and he just gets pushed together. Oh, I love this. I feel like charming is like he's in his element now in both the past and the present. In the past, he is he is the prince. He is the king to be. Um, he gets to spout. You know, he gets a wax poetic about the kingdoms and the people. And then in the present, he gets to do the I'm in the storybook and I'm stuck here and I don't have memory thing. Let's just hang out vibes. And also he's going to be a dad. So, what you know, he's 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 a dad once again of a baby. So okay. it's like everything's cool and he's super happy. So like, yeah, but he looks I think that Josh between seasons was like the hair needs to be fixed. Can we fix this? And can we give my outfits a little more pizzazz? I want some yeah, more fitted can. leather outfits. Uh, I also, I am glad because he was in a very dangerous time period about like what you're going to do to make a guy look more attractive. And I'm glad they went with bigger, fuller hair and not more sideburns. <laughs> there is just something someone pointed it out to me they're like yeah the main guy love interest always has sideburns i never stop noticing it it has destroyed my life all of the time <laughs> you're just looking it was like sideburns main character there he goes it's just it drives me nuts okay so we've got a flying monkey that's gone rogue uh and uh, Storybrooke, they've we've we've now rushed in from the stakeout to catch hoodie zelina uh in the act how could she have done this? How did you get past this? Blood magic, blood magic. How did you do this blood magic? Yeah, but that's a that's a question for another time in like a few minutes because we're going to get to it. <coughs> um, but first we have Regina getting to have a chat with, with a very suspicious Henry who just has gotten to a point where he trusts no one because everybody is 
weird in a way he does not care for. I love that his, like, Emma just come, like, straight up abandons him, just be, like, in a random diner. And he's kind of okay with it, except for the amount of weird people that are approaching him. Yeah, and then... And then, like, this this woman, the mayor of the town, is like, hey, I'll show you around. I'll get you ice cream. I I feel like he said sure. And then later he's going to tell Emma, like, no, we're not doing this right. Like, no. I'm, I'm just really worried. And then she pointed at this, like, weird windowless van and told me that there were puppies inside. Like, it was all very not on the level. And so they all surmise that, ta-da, it is the Wicked Witch of the West. And we have not one, but two moments where people are incredulous about the fact that the Wicked Witch of the West exists in their world. So there you go. I you get, get it from Emma, we get it from Snow, we get it from everybody. I, I, I love it because it's just one of those, listen, I understand that there is a snake-headed lady that turns people into stone when they look upon her, but a green lady and her sister that gets squished by a house? I don't know, guys. No. I don't know. It's almost like you're going to tell me that there's some sheep herder that's also a mafia boss. Oh my god, I can't wait for that. I swear, I think think we talk about that more than any other storyline in this whole series. I feel like, I also feel like we're going to get to that episode and just absolutely lose our minds. I'm so excited. Well, Abby, let's go ahead and journey back one year ago into the Enchanted Forest. Where the characters are, they've made their way to the castle, but they can't get inside. Damn. Damn, it's all bright green. What are we going to do? I mean, but, I don't know. Why is it green? That's so I weird. don't know. It could be, it could literally be anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, the whole chaos of them beginning, because, like, basically all Regina wants to do is, like, break away. She is trying to sneak away and find her own way into the castle. So she has to, like, weird diversion. They have, like, a plan. I don't understand the plan, like, at all. I mean, it's anyone with a, a hint of awareness would 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 kind of see through Regina's not plan of like she's just trying to be by herself. Yeah, like she's like, oh, I'll sneak under this. This is not the first time that someone has snuck under a curse. Like Ariel did it too. She snuck under a bubble. I love it Every- so much. You can't go over it. Gotta go under. Go under. <laughs> and she's like, but you know. They'll know if a bunch of people are, are going, but if one person goes, they'll never catch it's just, eyes. It's the and Snow should Snow should know. Snow should know because she is the one that caught Regina like breaking away and trying to bury her heart in the dirt. Like Regina's not okay. Your little pep talk, Snow, did not cure her of her problems. So Regina was actually it's funny you mentioned that because there was a deleted scene where Charming finds a note from Regina in Snow's bag where she thanks her for telling her not to bury her heart in the woods. No, I'm glad they deleted that. No. And basically the two of them look see the note or like, oh, Regina's not coming back. It was like a goodbye letter. Oh, you know what? Okay, this whole thing just skated way too close to suicide for my liking. Right? Okay. So so basically what happens is that Regina wants to sneak away and Robin will not let her go by herself. He's like, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. Like, he's that guy. He's like, no, no, I'll just stay behind you. I just want to make sure like... 
You're clearly mm-hmm. being targeted because his son gets monkeyed and they save him, right? Like, the, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, Mary. And then she saves him. All right. So he's like, listen, I'm coming with you because clearly something is targeting you and you need protection. And she's like, I don't need protection. I'm a strong, independent lady who's going to go take a sleeping curse all by myself with this chopstick I pulled out of my hair. So they get in. The door is wide open. It was supposed to be closed with blood magic. Yet another drop of blood magic not working or being right. Who knows? It could mean anything. So Regina starts mixing stuff. And then her and Robin have this like weird standoff moment because he's like, what? What is that you're brewing? It looks it looks nefarious. What 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 do you like? He's saying weird. He says in this weird old English way, which I think is hysterical. And she's like, (laughs) no. And she like freezes him. And he's like, even if you unfreeze me when I die, I will still like hit you with this arrow and everything will explode. I don't remember. And so Robin had to do a lot of um, mime stillness in this episode. And it. I felt bad for the guy because it didn't work very well. No, it didn't work at all. And so she, then she just has this like really weird monologue about it's a sleeping curse and I needed to get in here for it because it's where I keep my things and I need this sleeping curse because my son is gone and I am, and the whole time she like is, she slowly pulls a hair stick from her hair and is stirring it and then like pulls it out like she's going to taste it and it's all very like, She's detached. She's very disconnected. It's almost, it is almost like they're drawing that parallel you mentioned to death by suicide where, where she is, she is resolved in this act and, and and is detaching herself from the emotions of the moment so that she'll follow, so she'll go through with it. I don't, I don't like that. I don't think that's cool. No, I don't like this because I I definitely think part of her redemption arc should have definitely also been because her whole thing has been from the jump is she's Henry's mom and she wants to be Henry's mom and she's trying very hard. And Henry gave her that validation before they, they hit go with the curse. And so she should at least have that. And I wish that there was something outside of being Henry's mom that they like they keep... The other characters around her are trying to also get her to do that, but in this like really clumsy way that doesn't work. Because even Robin says it. he's like, "No, there's so much more to live for. You've lost your son, but everyone gets a second chance. You, you don't. No, you don't get a second chance at having a kid. Like th- that. That isn't a replaceable thing. This is and a also real. Henry was her second chance. Correct. It because he's relating it to a dead spouse versus. Or were they married? Yeah, dead spouse versus a dead child. Like, both terrible. One also, a little bit weirder. when or his worse. wife died, which is a tragedy, his son was already there. He didn't discover the son later. Regina doesn't have an extra son in the background just, or just anything. Just somewhere else to kind of project onto. Yeah, and so, like... I just wish that there was a, they they would have done that a little bit better and just been like this hurts now but go on like talk about it like Henry's I don't want to say Hen, talk about it like Henry's no longer in the picture which is exactly what's happening here and just be like listen Henry wouldn't want you to do this go on be happy do more things if he finds out that this is what happens he's going to be furious like that's the argument the argument's right there but instead we have no one with that that clarity to tell her that. So she's just like, don't worry. I'll still take down the shield so that Charming and Snow can have their moment. She's often very dramatic. 
And so she does. She takes down the spell. They all charge in, except for Snow, who's pregnant on a rock. (laughs) Get him, boys. We're so proud. (laughs) And of course, Grumpy is the one who makes the announcement because Grumpy announces everything. Everything. And and this is also a time where we have more extras than we have gotten in previous episodes. Like, Mm -hmm. they had extra folks in this one, and I appreciate it because so often we only have, like, four people do the job of 400. I love the idea of the like, Listen, we we've got to be able to to animate uh, blue hair on our big bad this season. We don't really have it in the budget. Cut some extras. <laughs> we got to cut extras. <laughs> cut more extras. Every time we need CGI, it comes out of the extras budget. Uh, yeah, so they take down the curse, and well, uh, so so Regina's getting ready to 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 take down her sleeping potion. And that's when uh, Miss Zelina graces her with her presence. And it's just like, you aren't even going to say hello to me. Oh, oh. So everything, rude. I everything, even stole your dress. Everything about this was so flippant and I loved it so much. Just like, oh, yes, I stole your dress. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd give it back. I was just trying to see how it felt. I just wanted to see you in your castle, see what your life was like. It kind of sucks. Mm, I don't know if I'm going to stay here. Like the whole time she's just taunting Regina and Regina's standing there like completely disassociated from reality. She's holding a sleeping potion like, what is happening? What's, how did you get, how did you get into, oh, who cares how I got in here? It's, didn't mother tell you? Mother? Yes, your mother. You remember? We're sisters. I mean, half sisters, because I'm green. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> Regina's just standing there like, I, like she, none of this is processing to her. And I think it's what's bringing her back to reality. So good for Zelina, the only person that could put Regina back into her brain. <laughs> No, I mean, Zelina did the trick. I mean, Re- Regina even mentions to to Robin, she's like, I have a new purpose because now I get to ruin someone's life and uh, Bustin makes me feel good. So listen, if if the only thing that keeps you from doing something terrible is spite, frankly, it, it will. I think it will get you to the next phase. I don't hate it. I don't hate this plan. <laughs> No, it's 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 our old school Regina. Like, give her something fun to do. Give her give her something. Give her to someone to hate because yeah, she snuck into her castle. She stole her dress. Uh, she you know broke into the crypt and has you know is also just like really petty about this like prince and pauper situation for want of a pin like you had everything because you know i was the first one and mother sent me away to oz which i'll admit that sucks and it totally lines up with cora like you know secret siblings secret twins all this fun stuff like it's really hard it's really easy to screw it up real bad but with Cora, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah so she would ha- she would have had a kid and totally abandoned it in Oz in order to get what she wanted. I don't see this outside of the realm of possibility at all. Yeah, that was definitely, uh, that aligned a lot with Cora, where it was just like, then she decided that she wanted to be rich and famous, and uh, she wasn't going to be able to do that with a green baby, so gotta get rid of the baby. Uh, and mean, there's I also- think I remember that Zelina gets green later. I think she's just I don't remember. a baby. I don't, I don't think she's a green baby. I think she's just a baby. <laughs> ah, but there is also, they invoke Rumple's name for the first time in like two episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of times. Because apparently Rumple also trains Zelina. And so they talk about that. And then, yes, Regina has her. She's like, I will go on out of spite and pettiness. Which I don't even think is spite and pettiness. Because if... 
you know, Snow was the same way. She's like, I want my castle back. Snow would have done the same thing, but like with a bunch of like mean blue jays. Like, attack! Like, <laughs> and her bow and arrow. <laughs> exactly, and her bow and arrow. Um, and then we get the last scene, which is, I like this scene. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was all very the original Shining. No, this one is fun. We see Zelina, who has a a creepy ass farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, uh, that just makes you think of like a total like misery or a horror movie or something. And she heads to the basement. She heads to you know the uh, the what is it like the tornado shelter, whatever yeah. it's called. Uh, of course, down- she went to the tornado shelter. What if she gets swept back to Oz? <laughs> She's got to protect the goods. And the goods in this case, guys, it's Rumpelstiltskin. He was gone for like an episode and a half. He he just needed to go on vacation to just out for a little while. He just, he needed to go out. He looks tan. He looks great. Wherever he yeah, went, it was no, amazing. He, he, yeah, he had a great time. I actually find it really interesting because when I was reading reviews, I like to read reviews of like select episodes. And I read one for the final um, like Neverland one when Rumpel died. And the large reaction was, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back. Like, people were not wanting to say goodbye to this character. He was a huge draw. And I I get it. Like, you know, I have my mixed feelings on Rumpel, given what we know about him over the course of the whole series and how bad they do his character and attempt to keep him around. But, like, bringing him back so quickly doesn't surprise me. No. Narratively, I would have liked a little more time. But... I also would have liked a little more time for a lot of things in the storyline. We're moving really fast. Yeah. Break next speed. All right, people. We were dragging our feet through Neverland. Let's go, go, go. Uh, But also, like, I mean, again, narratively, you would have known Rumpel was coming back based Mm -hmm. on the fact that the next episode was not a funeral or Belle's lament or anything in which it's just let's mourn this character. We didn't mourn him at all. It was just we're just going to carry on and now we're mentioning him for the first time. So, you know, it, it, it it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, okay, he clearly he wasn't going to die. But he has this little line and I wish I would have written it down. I don't know if you have it, but he's basically saying like, feed the madness, be the madness. Yeah. Like, or he something says, like that. He says, you feed the madness and it feeds on you. That's what you it feed is. Feed the madness I love and this it feeds line. on you. All, all play or all work and no play makes Jack. Yeah. So. And he's anyway. like doing his rumple laugh. And it's a cup. He's like a cup. I have a cup. This cup he's doesn't like, have a chip in it. Just what the fuck. <laughs> and he's like devouring the oatmeal by stuffing it down his maw. It's like, it's great. He's very, he's almost feral. Basically, it's like feral dark one and it's great um so rumple's back zelina's here uh regina has a new enemy or a frenemy as we will come to find out because no one stays enemies for too long guys if they if they do they're dead they're not they're not frenemies they're sisters (laughs) which is my favorite like thing about this where it's just like she's a sister and she's now she's already in her closet wearing her clothes is there a more sisterly thing to do? Why are you in my clothes? Why did you go in my room? Get out of my room. It's my dress. I, I am curious how, like, because I, I could have sworn I remember some, like, some, I remember having a situation where Cora, Regina, and Zelina are all, like, living in a house together as, like, roommates hey, or something. That was Hades. That was when we were in the underworld. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're uncovering underworld knowledge from Beth. Her brain is peaking I'm, things I out. remember that, and I was like, okay, did, did Regina, like, get an amnesia? But no, okay, so this is, like, later on. Okay. I got very confused. <laughs> because, like, Regina doesn't know who Zelina is. And and now also in the you know present she doesn't remember the past year so she also does double doesn't know who Zelina is so this is all just a lot it's a lot and I'm curious but I am curious if at one point it's gonna break its own timeline by having Regina having met Zelina and then getting an amnesia potion because uh, well, I wouldn't put it past them there's already one and I don't think I don't think we've seen it yet but it was like they go back to the the original curse and there's like waking up certain people but then putting them back to sleep like there's a whole situation they they start screwing with the timeline I think in season four a lot more so yes but we also get Bo Peep as a mob boss so you know and Anna, te- Princess Anna, teaches Charming how to sword fight. Oh, uh, season wait. season four is such a meme. I love it. <laughs> well, everybody, that was season three, episode thirteen, Witch Hunt. Um, and I mean, it's this one's this one's fine. I like this it's, one. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I, it was okay. Very dense. Weird it sometimes. Is, <laughs> it is a jam packed episode. And a lot happens, and like I said, it was fine. But I will, I'm gonna give props to one moment because Zelina flies off on a broom, and for once, someone doesn't look terrible flying. Because Zelina doesn't doesn't look terrible doing anything, Zelina can do no wrong. Oh my god, remember in the musical episode, and Zelina's like singing while on a broom, like the whole time, like flying over the monkey, like flying Mm -hmm. over the munchkins and stuff in her song? Yeah. Like, that's great. Yeah. I can't wait for that. She's amazing. I love this actress, too. Like, every time I see her in things, because she's, like, she's in a lot of really small parts before she's in this. Like, she's in The Devil Wears Prada holding a belt at one point. I'm like, ah, Zelina. Oh, yeah. She's the one who's like, they're so different. They're so different. It could be anything. Mm. And then to which Meryl Streep then launches into an iconic monologue. I love it. That's all thanks to Zelina. All thanks to Zelina. Thank you, Zelina, for for putting uh, for putting a young woman in her helping put a young woman in her place. That'll that about will cerulean. teach her. That will teach her about her bumpy cerulean sweater. Take that in Hathaway. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. We want to thank our wonderful patrons, especially our Snow Queens. Uh, our one we're going to point out this week is La Femme Fictionnelle, partially just because I love saying that. And also because uh, 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 they pointed out that uh, Emma may not have boned a monkey because we will learn about like Walsh's past and he wasn't he didn't start as a monkey. But I digress. If you become a monkey, you are a monkey. So I still think Emma boned a monkey, but that's just me. I'm so excited that we point. get to have boning a monkey discourse. <laughs> yes. This is very important stuff. This is very important stuff. We are stuff. doing it. Yeah. So thank you, La Femme You made me think. We are doing it, but not with monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> not with monkeys. No. No, 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 no. All right, guys. Well, if you want to support us on Patreon, that is patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we will be back 
next week with season three, episode 14, The Tower, which is going to be a Rapunzel storyline, which I'm pretty sure is a one-off, like one and done for Rapunzel in this series because Tangled hadn't happened yet. If Tangled had happened, you they chose to do Frozen instead. Although I, I'm kind of, but I know Tangled came out first. So I kind of wonder, I'm curious if Rapunzel's outfit in next week is going to match the one in Tangled. Ooh, we're going to have to timeline check and see if there's like a frying pan somewhere yes. in the set dressing. And a, and a chameleon. Chameleon. Yes. <gasps> Pascal. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us and Abby. We will see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.